Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, live from New York, the show that came into the office wearing a Mahomes sweatshirt. At least a third of the show. It was a little little much. It was a little much. Start the show. (laughs) Today, rough night for roughing the passer penalties. Has Nick stumbled upon the answer to this quagmire? Meanwhile, the Panthers may be unloading McCaffrey. Is C-Mac headed to Buffalo? And finally, I mean... What are we doing? I thought that you were going to support him. I'm trying my best. Be it was kind, Wild. It was windy. Be kind. It wasn't windy. It was windy. <laughs> well, windy blows your form off. It was a bit, yeah, that windy. Oh, I'm trying like my best. Like a 40 mile an hour gust. Alongside Force wind. Nick Wright. I'm Kevin Wilds. Bro, I think this shot got worse. <laughs> It ain't good. No, <laughs> it ain't good. Although, you know what? Let's look at the positive. Well, go he ahead. shot it. He took a shot. How about that? Oh, man. I, I don't care if I we had make him. Just district. shoot him. Just shoot him. We good start good job. Kelsey in the comeback. Raiders were up 17 zip. What'd that do for him? Some people were confidently tweeting. Yeah. Didn't Looking matter. Dumb now. Mahomes throws for almost 300 yards. Kelsey catches four touchdowns. Nick, what was your biggest takeaway? Well, like I've said before, okay. I don't like to be prone to hyperbole. Oh, here we go. But this was not a great Chiefs game. It was not a great overall performance. I think the Raiders are actually a good team, better than their record suggests. But the Chiefs showed a lot of errors and had a lot of errors in this game and showed a few weaknesses. Okay. Luckily, they have the single greatest comeback quarterback ever. And that is starting to – it's stopping being an opinion and it's starting to just be an objective fact. So a few numbers for you. Let's hear them. This year in the NFL, down 10 in the second half, everyone else in the league is 10 and 50. The Chiefs are 2-0. 10-point comebacks. How is that? Is that an aberration for the Chiefs this year? I don't know. Let's show Mahomes compared to – the other greatest comeback quarterbacks ever. Nobody does it 40% of the time, except for Mahomes, who does it nearly 60% of the time. That's pretty, that's for the record, it's Patrick Mahomes now has a better winning percentage in games he trails by double digits than Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert having games they play. What about down 17-0? It's happened to Mahomes three times in his career. He's won two of them. The rest of the league... In its history, wins 6%. <laughs> two ties. So it, it, yeah, two ties. 6% of the games. And we are now in this very awkward spot when you play the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I heard uh, the coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, say during the quarter interview, one of the interviews, yeah. like, oh, I was important. 
that we get out to a lead, was it? When you play the Chiefs, do you want to be trailing? Of course not. Ah, but do you want to be leading? I don't know that <laughs> okay. you want to be leading either. I mean, good I, argument. I'm just curious. What needs to happen for you to feel comfortable when you're playing the Chiefs? Losing to them is bad, and leading them somehow is worse. So are the Chiefs a perfect team? They are not. Do they have a massive game coming up this weekend? Oh, absolutely they do. But do they have the best come-from-behind quarterback we have ever seen? Pretty good. Sure seems like well, that's a good opening, uh, Look, opening salvo. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. That's and it. that's why I am with you that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Now, before we'll call him the greatest comeback quarterback, even with all those stats, we know what he has to do. Keep winning, right? Super Bowls. Sure. Right. But my biggest takeaway, Wilds, he better be that good. Yeah. Because that pass defense is atrocious, especially when it comes to big plays. Devontae Adams, anyone? Yeah. Well, here's – I mean, this, this – this, I wasn't even ready to go here yet, but look. They had, they're the second-worst defense in the league when it comes On to bombs. deep pass. And that, by All the right. way, Brew, can I, can I add something to your point there? That doesn't even incorporate pass interference penalties. Right. Because that doesn't incorporate into passer rating, and, they, and they've gotten four of those. those terrible this year. So, I, go ahead. No, but we said Devontae Adams. If I can see the first touchdown, the 58-yarder, yeah. I don't know how you get this wide open. What is Rashad Fenton doing? How do you get that wide open? And then Fenton, of course, to your point, had a pass interference later. Here's the 48-yard. Defense wasn't terrible, but great pass, great catch. Should have thrown but a little more. They, yeah, you think? They, Nick, they've given up 12 passing touchdowns. Yeah. And have one interception. That's the worst TD-to-interception ratio in the league. Yep. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. Derek Carr, they all had their highest passer rating yeah. of the season against the Chiefs. So, Mahomes better be that Derek good until this defensive back. Well, I'm just they did. Well, well oh, see, I was going to be nice. No, I'm just no, saying. But this, this weekend, Brew, this weekend, oh, there. This, I'm just yes. saying, they better, they got a few days to fix it. Okay, yeah, no, because they're only facing That's the fine. best deep ball passer. I just hear, listen, the, we, can, we can focus on the defensive issues yeah. and potential weaknesses for the Chiefs. Uh, as the week evolves because they are playing a game against the big bag two-time defending Super Bowl champion Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's amazing the Bills won the last two Super Bowls even though I remember them losing playoff games in Arrowhead the last two years. But I know they're the two-time defending champs that deserve a lot of credit. But before I move on to the Chiefs' weakness, I would just like to make this point. Okay. I was told all offseason oh, about, the, about, this off about the issues the offense could run into by losing Tyreek Hill. And Kevin Wilds, in his charming, handsome, but also quite smug self, well, the wink worked once. You don't need to do it, it again, my works. friend. Oh, I go back oh, to it that always well. works. I'll go back to the, it well. You, you, know what Kevin you never Wilds, know what I'm up to. You know what Kevin Wilds loved to do what? back when we were doing the show in the mornings and via Zoom? I, I'd go on a whole thing about how I'm not worried about the Chiefs' offense. And Kevin Wilds would be like, I don't know. I think Tyreek Hill's pretty good. <laughs> Seems like you'd want a good player. Uh, I don't know. And, and now what I do know is this. We're five weeks into the year, about a third of the year done. What is the number one scoring offense in football? What team has scored the most points of Fair. any team in the league? 
It's the Kansas City the Chiefs. Chiefs. I, I thought it's, it was going to be the Chiefs. Yeah, 32 <laughs> points per game. So it seems like while Rodgers seems to miss Devontae Adams and the Raiders seem to at times not know they have Devontae Adams oh and Tyree right, Kill is looking like the Offensive Player of the Year in Miami. He's a great player independent. Yeah. The Chiefs are scoring the most points they have scored since Mahomes' first year as a starter. You deserve all the flowers and time that we're going to give you to put your chest out Thanks. and do your Kevin Wilds impressions. Uh -huh. We get it. I was very impressed with not only the big two uh, for Kansas City, but the big three. Okay. Uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Josh McDaniels oh. helping you guys out. Oh. Josh McDaniels. Oh. My friend, you, you have the, the Patriots pedigree, and you're driving me nuts. You're driving me bonkers. Here's the stat that we got from our friends at OptiStats, new friends. Last night, the Raiders had 150-yard rusher, 100-yard receiver, no turnovers, no more than two punts. They're the first team in NFL history to do all <laughs> wow. those games but still lose. Wow. It's a great picture, Josh. You know that. Huh, really? Why do you think that happened? What could it possibly be? If the players played well, what went wrong? Oh, yeah. Wild coaching decisions. Let's go for a two-point conversion when we just need to tie. And we're going to get into the analytics later. Yes. Oh, it's fourth and one. Let me see. I'm Josh McDaniels. What did I do 10,000 times with the Patriots? Oh, uh, yeah, quarterback sneak. No, let's do a long bomb where our receivers <laughs> bonk into each other. Didn't work. The Not targeting Devontae Adams. I know you showed two good catches. Yeah. Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns when Devontae Adams had three targets. We're seven minutes left in the game. It's driving me crazy. And then finally, this is the last one. And I get it. I haven't spent my entire life dedicated to football. I'm not up burning the midnight oil, you know, on the all 22. But in my caveman ways, Broussard, the Kelsey once a guy scores three touchdowns, you know what I would do? I'll burn him. <laughs> That's Watch it. I like, you know what? He's lined up on the end of the line. What? Nobody 87, he scored three touchdowns already. That was his fourth touchdown. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I, the only, I, whoever has Josh McDaniel's old office in Foxborough, don't put too many pictures up. That's what I'm just saying. Listen, America. Don't put the wallpaper up. Give me America. Brew, I, I, listen, we're here to support each other. We're yeah. a team. We all love you each think? other. But, Brew, you and I need to reveal something to America if they have forgotten. This is spoken as a man burned by the fact that one of the two teams on the field last night he picked to win the AFC, <laughs> and it was not the Kansas City Chiefs. That is spoken as from a man who picked the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl. Which brings How? me to my last point. Yeah, go, oh, I got a new wow. thing. I, got, I want yeah. to read it. Well, yeah, go it's ahead. It's official. Nick, coming up, are you ready for this? Well, it's a little preview of the Sunday game at 4 o'clock. The Chiefs are currently three-point underdogs against Buffalo. Home underdogs. Yeah. The question I wrote is, are you insulted by this line? Yeah, of course I'm insulted by this line. <laughs> it's Brew, I know you're picking the Bills to win. Yeah. And I know you're picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I should be insulted by the, the fact that the Chiefs are, for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, underdogs at home. Now, they are, a good thing is, in addition to being the greatest comeback team ever, they are the greatest underdog team of this era. They're, I don't know if we can show the full screen well, or not. Well, how many times have they been? Eight times. Eight times they've been underdogs. Uh, that's what's happened. They, against the spread, they've never lost. He's only been an underdog eight, eight times. Eight. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> wow. uh, 28 touchdowns, eight picks, a 116 rating. So literally never lost against the spread and won six of them straight up. But I would 
ask you, Chris Broussard, our resident for the season Bills fan, <laughs> what, what have the Bills done to show you that they deserve to be a field goal favorite in Arrowhead? Because that means, that means if this game were in Buffalo, they'd be eight-and-a-half or nine-point favorites. That's what it is. So they are a, on a neutral site, they're saying Buffalo's a touchdown better. On a neutral site. We, we really think that. Well, we look, really I, think I, that. I won't go to the they will win by eight at home, all right? But I will tell you, I agree with the line. I do think the Bills should be fair. First of all, the Chiefs lost twice at home last year. The Chiefs lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC title game at home last year. Yeah. The, the Bills have been more impressive, Nick. The Bills pounded the Super Bowl champion, the defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah, but- the Bills pounded the defending AFC oh, number one seed. It is the a thing. It is the thing. It's a stop fact. It. Not, they not were the madness. number one seed. They're defending that crown right there, the Tennessee Titans. There's no, and no, their loss. There's no crown. No what crown? crown for being the stop number one it's, the, it's the Titans. You have to stop with that. <laughs> it's we're that happened. You got to stop with that one. We'll give you the other one. You got to stop with their that Their loss is worse, all right? Look, the Colts loss isn't looking as bad Who has the best win? Isn't looking as bad. Who's the best win? I think that they that no, the Bills do. No, you don't. No, you don't. The Chiefs the beat the Bucks by Super double digits. You the think Bucks? The, hold on. Do you think the Rams? Are the, the Bucks were averaging no, like no. seventeen points hold, hold, a game hold, hold, hold. when brew, they entered brew, that. Brew, brew, brew. Very straightforward question. Who do you think is better right now, the Bucks or the Rams? Because yesterday you told me that the yeah the Bucks, Bucks right now okay. are better. So, so the best win that the Chiefs have it. They have the same record. They scored 31 they, points on that Chiefs defense. That's that, a fair point. They okay, were averaging 17, 14, okay, 17 no, points a game. I agree entry. that the Bills have a better defense. I agree with that point. The Bills right now clearly and unequivocally have a better defense. And if people think the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes game is going to come down to which defense is better, then you know what? Well, to the, some degree. Yeah, yeah, maybe it will. We'll see. I know the playoff games have come down to which quarterback's better. And I know the playoff games, we can talk about the Chiefs losing twice at Arrowhead last year. They, and one of them was to the Bills, and then they played the Bills in the playoffs, and they beat them. I just, it is, it is further evidence to me, and again, by the way, Chiefs absolutely could lose on Sunday. I'm not guaranteeing a win. They lost to the Bills in Arrowhead last year by, I think it's the biggest sure. home loss of Mahomes' career from a, I think they lost by 18, and it's 38, 20, something like that. The, so it absolutely could happen. But there is typically a respect paid to a team like the Chiefs that has never been underdogs at home under Mahomes if they are playing as well offensively as they've ever played. That's what they're doing. They continue to show you that they are the best offense in football, hands down. For them to be a a field goal dog at home, uh, a little more bulletin board material. A little more bulletin board material. Guard Travis Kelsey. Just put somebody on Travis Uh, Kelsey. I mean, it's hard to guard the greatest pass-catching tight end ever. It's hard. You know what, Really? Greatest pass-catching tight end ever. I guess so. Gronk's busy blocking. Sorry, Super Bowls. Hey, should rough in the (laughs) past be reviewable? That's the idea. We discuss next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Rough night for roughing the passer penalties. Chris Jones had a sack and a fumble recovery. 
turned into a 15-yard penalty and a field goal. This on the heels of the wacky Brady penalty on Sunday. Here's Jones after the game with a possible solution. Take a listen. From the ref point of view, he probably looked like that initially. But, you know, and when you look at the replay, it's a whole different thing. So I think now the, to evolve, roughing the passer and protecting the quarterback is essentially what we're doing in this league. we got to be able to look at roughing the passers in the booth. I'm trying my best. I'm 340, 25 pounds, okay? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm running full speed trying to get the quarterback. I hit the ball. What you want me to do? I brace my, my hands. So I think it's now it's like taking the initiative to uh, extend to look at roughing the passers now as a league, you know, like they did pass interference uh, a couple years back, where we can view the pass interference. I think that's now the, the next level we're going to have to take as a league for all these roughing the passers. I'll give you my answer. Love it. Makes total sense, Broussard. Do you like it? Absolutely. It's a must. These, ga- these calls are too critical. And these games are too big for this to happen now. All right. And, and I just think, look, the rule says, and I think Chris Jones was being nice. He really was going out of his way to be nice. But the rule says if you unnecessarily throw down a quarterback violently or land on him and, you know, your put your weight, weight on him. Yep. But sometimes, like, what, what was Chris Jones supposed to do? Nothing. Where, how in the world could he not land on Derek Carr? Maybe if he tries to go to his right he might take out Reed's knees. Who knows? You know yep. what I mean? Trying, like, do they want you to just set the quarterback down nicely? Like, that's almost what they're asking. And he's right. They want the biggest men on the field to be ballerinas. And we got to sack the quarterback, but then also shift our weight to not land on him, set him down nicely. It, it is ridiculous, and they absolutely need the replay for this. They do need the replay. However, when you think about the NFL and what they don't want to do is disrupt the flow of the game. And so with adding a replay, it's kind of like what what happened a couple years ago with offensive pass interference, defensive pass interference. You go to replay the following year, it was completely terrible. It took too long. They still got it wrong. People were still upset. They were still upset. So it doesn't really matter. I think you're going to still be upset. But you have to do something, whether it's at the two-minute mark, Whatever in the la- waning moments good, yeah. of the game, you can't you can't allow so, this. So you don't think it should just be I, I'm, replay? I, maybe it can be a challengeable. Thing. It can be. It's, you got to do something. So, you have to do something because this could could have easily changed right. the landscape of the game. It wasn't yeah. the biggest play, but it could have easily changed the landscape of the game. Okay, so I want to caution one thing about the let's make roughing the passer reviewable. What we I promise you, America, what we don't want is for you to be able to challenge uncalled roughing the passer. That will be a disaster. If you, if you want to make it to where if the flag is thrown, you can challenge a flag that's been thrown. But what you don't want is Why? for you. What would be wrong with that? Because th- there will be. Too many plays. There will be so many plays at the end of games where upon review, it's like, oh, did his arm graze the quarterback's helmet? Oh, is this. It, it will. I. I have seen that train come down the tracks before about what if we make everything reviewable? It never works out well. So if you want to make it reviewable only on things that have been flagged, that's fine. But the bigger conversation is this, and this is what I want to bounce off you, Wilds. So what we heard on the broadcast, what you heard on Twitter and all of it, is they kept bringing up what happened to Tua. And these are unrelated issues, but they are also directly related. Mm -hmm. So they are unrelated in this way. You can say... I want 
the NFL to have a concussion protocol that it follows for all players yes. and one that errs on the side of caution mm-hmm. right. and also say, I don't want phantom roughing the passer penalties to call. And those, convert, those things should be able to happen on separate tracks. However, this is what I posit is going on. The NFL this weekend made a new rule out of nowhere. If, if any player shows any signs of a concussion, they're out of the game. Yep. And you know what they don't want? What happened to Teddy Bridgewater yep. happening to anybody, which is, <clears throat> oh, man, our new rules show you stumbled. You're now done for the game. And so the unintended consequence of the new concussion rule is going to be they are going to try to eliminate, essentially, all hits on the quarterback. Oh. Because any of them, any of them can end up knocking the quarterback out for the game under the new rules. So this is the butterfly effect, if you will, of them saying, any signs of ataxia, you're done for the game. And we all applauded it. We all said, yes, that's what needs to happen. But I'm telling you right now, while quarterbacks' brains aren't more valuable than the brains of any of the other players, we're really talking about protecting quarterbacks. They are making it clear to the refs, make these defenders – cautious about any hit on the quarterback because we don't want any of these quarterbacks ruled out of the game by our new rules. That's what's happening. If you saw the first two sacks of the game, they just grabbed them. The, the right. sack on Mahomes and the sack, the sack right. on Carr, they just grabbed them. I truly believe that's the direction we're going. I truly believe that is the, the only way for the NFL to, have, to be able to follow its own concussion protocol rules and protect the quarterbacks the way they want to protect them is to make it to where – Every time there is a big sack, people expect a flag. I think that's the, the path yeah. we're headed When down. Mahomes got thrown down, the, the Arrowhead crowd went crazy. Because it, it looked very play. similar to Brady. What I think is difficult is you can support, you know, not wanting to see huge hits on the quarterback. But at the same time, the, the very principles of, that would be protected by this rule are largely against it. So I, had, I pulled some tweets here. So it's Micah Parsons, defensive player. You kind of you could guess. Hey, you know they want us playing like we're playing the Pro Bowl. I think doesn't they do. like it. I get it. You're a defensive player. RG three. I'm all for player safety, but it's still supposed to be tackle Thank football. You. That's RG three. I thought was very interesting. A guy whose career kind of went on a different path mm-hmm. because he got hit. Sean Payton, a coach, says it was an awful call. Brady in his podcast. And he's also said in the postgame, was like, you know what, I don't throw the flags. But he's a guy who has had his career extended because of additional protection, specifically when he got his knee taken out. Also, media QBs, Troy on the broadcast had concussions. His career shortened. Alex Smith on the podcast with uh, Pablo Torre, his career went sideways because of big hit. But all of those guys who would theoretically – should be on the side of protect the quarterbacks because our careers went left are all for fewer protections or at least not what we're seeing right now. So I don't know where the, where the momentum is going to be if your very guys who would be protected you know why? don't believe in it. Because Joe Burrow was right. People might have wanted to get mad with what Joe Burrow said. He said, look, it's a violent game. Injuries will happen. Unless you're going to make it flag football, injuries will happen. It's like boxing to some degree. It's violent. And do we want football or do we not? I'm not saying don't try to make it as safe as you can yeah. within a certain context. But you, you can't – like what you said is scary, Nick. 
Like if Micah Parsons is in the Pro Bowl, I know he's being facetious. I think that's but how they that's want quarterbacks scary. to be treated. That's ridiculous. Hug, you will never yes. see hug. You will never see like real sacks anymore. Yeah, I I think you, that's what they want. But when you, and when you think of the Pro Bowl, the reason why the Pro Bowl is no more the way that it was constructed is because it's not engaging. It's not entertaining. You can't take away a competitive advantage, and that's what I feel like is happening in the National Football League to defenders, in particularly pass rushers or anybody that's in pursuit of the quarterback. You're taking away a competitive advantage because now they have to think about or consider how do I get this guy down to the ground. But if it's just if it's for if it's being called uniformly for both teams. Is that just like, well, that's what it is. That's the no, new normal. So, so I, I'm, I'm with you on a point you made. You can't, you can't just allow them to just review or call it however yeah. they want to call it. If you, want, if you are disputing it, they should be allowed to throw a, a, a challenge, a challenge flag. flag. That, in my opinion, eliminates the, the issue. What, what because I'm, you're not going to review everything. You're going to yes. review the ones that are being challenged. What I'm trying to make very clear is we have seen them multiple times change a rule because a quarterback was knocked out with an injury. Sure. Brady rule, yep. the, the, the body weight rules because Anthony Barr landed on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We now have a rule across the league that says for any player, if he shows any signs, Teddy Bridgewater still has not shown a single concussion sign. Right. He is in the concussion protocol because of something everyone in the media uniformly demanded they do. The NFL said, okay, we will change our rules midstream. What, what they are not going to be in the business of is having it regularly happen that the stars of their league are ruled out of games because they took a big hit. And so what they are clearly telling their refs to do, it is not a coincidence that right when the concussion rules changed, we had our first two awful roughing the passer penalties. The referees are clearly doing, the league has told them, hey, we have to even more protect these guys now because they're more likely to be ruled out of the game. That is... That, that, that is what has happened here. And for people to act like they're unrelated events, they're not unrelated events. They are worried about keeping their quarterbacks on the field because the product suffers when it's not, they're not out there. And so if we want the new concussion rules, which we all did, the, the, roughing, the, the way people hit quarterbacks is going to change drastically. That's, that's terrible. Okay. You know. Maybe it's good. No. Take, it takes away from the game. It I, does. I and what Greg was right. You, you stop the defenders. Good news. Talking analytics next. Josh McDaniels, what are you doing? Nick loves You're it. You're a guy. Yeah. Nick He's thought not it was guy. the right call. Josh McDaniels not no. my guy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, we're talking about analytics. Josh McDaniels' decision-making last night, latest tear at the seams of the fabric holding the sports world together. On one side, analytics, McDaniels, Staley, Harbaugh, Nick Wright. On the other side, people who want to win games. Here's Bill Simmons 
on the state of analytics. Greg, you'll like this. Great. Sweet. In 2022, an NFL head coach would jump out a fourth floor window because analytics say it's faster than taking you the guys stairs. Are <laughs> Great. That is a great tweet. You guys are going to drive me nuts. Oh, okay. Get your calculator. No, it's not a calculator. Can I just tell you guys something? Go ahead. Do you know what all of you folks that just use analytics as a boogeyman when things go wrong? You sound like the NBA commentators a decade ago. Can't win threes or can't win a championship with all those jump shooters. Oh, I could never do it. No. That's exactly what you sound like. Now, first of all, let me just set some things straight. The two-point conversion call that Josh McDaniels went for yesterday was against the majority of the analytical models. That was not an analytics decision. That was his own gut. The, the ESPN's model had it as a go. Had it as a go. They had it, right. ha- had it as a, a go. Pretty good the model. Football Outsiders model had it as a no. And the Shield Kapadia's model, whichever one he uses, I listened to it this morning, they had it as a strong no. It, but what happens when we're watching football games is guys that don't totally understand analytics, any call that strikes them as abnormal, they're like, oh, hey, analytics. Meanwhile... While who is, and here's what's the most frustrating part about it. The analytics boogeyman only shows up when it fails. That's it never shows up when it's good. What has been, what's when the most surprising? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who's the most surprising good team this year? Tell me. The team uh, that's four and one that no one could have seen it coming. Oh, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants. You saw wild. Hmm. I know. Did they have a moment? Yeah. That was exactly that like was this aggressive. one that set the tone no, for their season. that was just an season. aggressive football yes. play. What about the Raiders in this very game when in the first quarter on their own 40, mm-hmm. they went for a fourth down and they got a 60-yard touchdown? But I guess, Brew, tell me, you didn't mind that one. That one was okay. You know why it was? Because it worked. Yep. Yes, and so that he, was a good call. That was a scene. There you go. <laughs> that, of course, that's what that, – so this is what, what – you know what we need in the booth? Just like we have uh, Mike Pereira in the booth, we need a guy they can go to whenever they press the, oh, this isn't what Mike Ditka would have done button. Oh, here we and go. And bring in someone to tell them, yeah. is it actually analytics? That'd be great. Well, and what that'd the be analytics be are arguing. Okay. That's like, that'd be great TV. Here, here's where I take issue with what you said, Nick. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Because analytics, this is a huge part of analytics. Tell this me. is essentially what it is in a nutshell. Sure. Of all the options that we could take on any given play or down, it gives us the percentages of which one is most likely to work, right? Which that's one is what most analytics lead to a win, not work. Lead to a win. Well, that's working. Okay. All right, it's, 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 it's semantics, tomato, tomato, sure. right? All right, so that is what analytics is, and a lot of these decisions that are being made were not made before that type of thinking came into being. All right, back in the day before you had all these numbers and you got a 32% chance of winning if you do this, you got a 28% chance of winning if you do this, guys went with their gut. And my point is this, last night, that was a horrible call by Josh McDaniels to go for two with four and a half I agree minutes with left. You, which is why it was, but it was he not did, a clear But hold on, the ES, maybe it depends on which analytics they follow. Yes. Because the ESPN analytics said they should have they should have done exactly what yes. Josh McDaniels they, did. Yes, they did. And others didn't. It was didn't, terrible. Which is and, why, and years, 10 years ago, Nick, he wouldn't have even thought about it. No, that. 10 years ago, they'd have been losing the game the whole time because they wouldn't have gone for that fourth down. No, no, that, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, were yeah. times <laughs> Belichick went for it on fourth down yeah, right. a lot. Yeah, that's true. We Back in the day. Yeah, the greatest coach once. ever was ahead of the curve. But it wasn't I'm just not, based on I'm them. not anti-analytics. I, I think for me, the issue that I have is it takes into the account of 
the probability and the possibility of success, but it doesn't consider the cost of failure. Yes, it does. No. <laughs> It does not consider I don't the think cost. people know what they're talking about. Yes, it does. How does it consider the cost of failure? Because it works in. Here is your percentage. If, you, if it was a pure analytical play, the two-point conversion, again, was a coin flip at best. It works in. If you succeed, here's your chance of winning. If you fail, here's your chance of winning. And, there, and what are your chances of succeeding? That's so if you fail, what's your chance of winning? Like for the Raiders, let's say it was an analytical decision to go for two, which it was not. Well, let's say it was. Built into it is even if you fail, well, maybe the Chiefs will be a little less aggressive with the ball since they're winning, and you'll get the ball back, which is exactly what happened. Which is but so the analytics. See what you just said was a human element. All right, analytics does not. You're take wrong. Into, no, I'm not. Analytics does not. Take into account the human yes, health. Yes, of course it, it does. may try, but life is not just one big beaker and one big yeah, science but nobody, test. But nobody, okay, it doesn't know which guy is cold blooded and which guy will rise to the occasion when the pressure's on, no. or which guy will. Ch- he might but be your best player. He might be your best player, but he's not cold blooded and he's going to yeah. choke because sure. it's the moments too yes, big. Analytics course. don't consider that. Yeah, but but you're acting like coaches can see the future. That they're like, well, I know, but he's my best player but in this moment he's going to coach of course there is an unknown factor of course there's and I'm sorry I interrupted you but go ahead no for me when you look at when you look at this situation with Josh McDaniels and going for two analytics or not I can understand that Mm -hmm. I can get behind it Mm -hmm. as a player who's been in the locker room I can support it when you look at what Brandon Staley is doing come on when you see the tweet that Keenan Allen is tweeting Mm -hmm. away from the game yep this is why analytics become problematic because you have issues within the locker room right. brewing without <laughs> sure. being spoken. Oh, this brought them closer together. No, it, it, forget <laughs> bringing that. That's what analytics say. Uh, this, yeah. this does not – it causes problems because now yes. all of a sudden, initially, this is the receiver who is on the field when you – who would have been yeah, on the field sure. to go for it. But when you start getting offensive players that are saying, you know what, it's not working – when we actually do it, it's costing us more games and putting our defense in bad positions. You have to start taking in consideration of what your players are saying. Skip analytics. I think right. So here's Keep the. Line. I'll give you a fan perspective though that I think was interesting. All the sports are using analytics, right? Baseball with the shift and the switching out the pitchers and, it's the, and it hurt with strikeouts. Basketball now it's just you know threes it's and layups hurting. there yeah. hurt. Football. It's made it better. It's made it better. People get it's more, more, more interesting. It's more, and yes. it's more debatable. So even it, though I dislike it, my dislike is actually rooted it's just, in it's got the drama a, of it. First of all, when it comes to the Chargers, it should be noted. And while I, I actually didn't like that call, for the record, because I thought in that game it was so clear the Browns were not moving the football the way they needed to. I agree with you there. The previous week against Houston on the exact same spot of the field, with a lead in the fourth quarter, they went for a fourth and two, and it won them the game. And it didn't make any of the shows, because we only talk about it when it fails. We only talk about it when it fails. But it has a branding issue. The issue with analytics, which is just making decisions based on historical evidence, which seems to be a way we make live a lot of our life, it's just... The aggressive decision. Analytics leans aggressive, 
and historical coaching leans conservative. It's, it, it, it's even in the language. They're like, oh, you got to take the points as opposed to how about we try to get more points? Instead of taking three, how about we try to go get seven? So, But the verbiage and the nostalgia tells us that the conservative coach to a delay losing rather than making decisions to win right now, is the right way to go. And I am just, I, I am putting a flag in the sand right now. It, it is going, people are going to look back on these conversations the way people look back on, ah, you got to win your NBA titles through your big men in the post and say, oh my God, those folks are crazy. This is the, it is absolutely the okay, way sure. the league Having Anthony Davis shooting threes then. How's that? <laughs> Eight. Two years ago today. Two oh, years ago today. Bruce won the exactly. title. Longest two years ago seven. today, buddy. Hey, we're talking about Devontae Adams. What's next for him? We discuss next. I can't believe that's two years ago. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A developing story on Devontae Adams pushing a camera person last night. Now, after the game... Devonte apologized. Take a listen. Before I answer anything else, I want to apologize to the guy. Some, some guy running off the field, and he ran. Uh, and jumped in front of me. And we're coming off the field, and I bumped into him and kind of pushed him, and then he ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him running and, and literally just running in front of me. And that was shouldn't shouldn't respond it that way, but that's that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize to him for that. Okay, then the newest update is that the camera person filed a police report, says he was injured, went to the hospital, NFL reportedly weighing discipline. Greg, what's your take here? Completely inexcusable. It's hard to say that they won't discipline him in the manner of suspension. Mm -hmm. I, I lean heavily towards the fine, but when you look at some of the other things that have gone on and transpired this year already, Mike Evans. That's right. It's hard for me to argue that if the league did decide to suspend him, that they would appeal it and he would win. Yeah, I, like, I that's mean, just you case. don't think he should be suspended. I don't think he should be suspended. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should be heavily fined. Yeah, for sure. So I the I think we might be in universal agreement here. Listen, I believe Devontae Adams for the record. This is one of those things where. I, I, nobody should be defined by their worst moment. I don't even know if this is his worst moment, but it's the first bad moment I've seen from him publicly. He apologized right after the game. He sent out a tweet. Yep. He seems sincere. Sincere apology is nice. It doesn't mean you get a total pass. If it were up to me, I totally agree with Greg. It would be a, fu- a heavy fine and maybe some team discipline. However, Mike what? Evans. What's that? Yes. Lapse? That's team discipline. I don't know. I don't know the way te- teams can, you know, discipline it's guys. Yeah, separate, yeah, they, 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 I don't know what they would the do. Separate Wind from sprints. the league. That the Raiders <laughs> would say, hey, you made us look bad, so you're going to, there's team, internal team discipline. Yep. Well, it's fine from the league. Gotcha. That's how I wish it would be handled. However, I was against Mike Evans getting suspended. I was adamant. Mike Evans shoved a guy, shoved another athlete, shoved another player, and the league said that's a game. If the league says shoving Marshawn Lattimore, who's running up on the greatest player of all time, is worth a game, how the hell can they say shoving a civilian 
who's just working the game, doing his job, is not a game. Here's how. Is his job to be right in Devontae Adams' path no, to the locker room? No, I mean, seriously. Like, he's I, walking look, past I to think go do his he job. should get a fine, period. I think this is different than Mike Evans. That was in the field of play. This was not premeditated. Devontae Adams is obviously upset. He's going to the locker room, ticked off, and, and this dude kind of pops right in front of him. Now, Devontae said it a little differently than it actually was. But still, the guy just kind of jumped in front yeah. of him. He's going to the locker room. I'm upset. Don't get in my way. His job, the cameraman should be on the side. Getting no, Devontae as he's walking by. He's not trying to take a picture of Devontae. He's trying to get to the other side. Why has he got to go right head. in front of Devontae? Devontae is walking to the yeah. locker room. Now, I, look, I agree it's inexcusable. He should get fined. But this should not be a suspension. The guy this jumped in front of Devontae Adams' path well, to the locker room. Can I just ask an honest question? Doesn't at least, and it, I, I want to make it very clear. I'm not trying to hang anybody here out to dry. And I wanted Mike Evans suspended to be rescinded. But d d does anyone think that what Mike Evans did is worse than this? Yeah. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm really? going to tell, tell you. I don't think that it's worse than this. I think this is way worse. I, this is worse. Because he's a. But I don't. I think the league suspended Mike Evans, to be totally honest, because of the history, history with him between and him and Lattimore. I think that played okay, that more. He blindsided Lattimore. Yeah, but. He blind. He didn't blind. Devontae. Again, I'm not trying to defend Devontae, but he just pushed this and, guy. And, I promised the guy right, felt blindsided. And you use the word that matters. The intentions were completely different. Like he yeah, it, the, he intentionally came on to on the field yeah. to harm right. Marshawn Lattimore yeah, in some manner. Sure. But how about not hopping into a player's path as he's oh, walking that, that, to the line? That, that, that don't jump. Is it Come an on. accident? Yes. No, but this he His didn't see Devontae. Yes. Devontae didn't see him. So and I, Devontae saw me push. Yeah. So he, here's the thing. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a fine. The question is how much it's going to be. It's a little cross-sport. Jamal Williams got fined $13,000 for a suggestive uh, touchdown celebration. Mm -hmm. Cross-sport. KD told a fan to please be quiet in a, uh, you know, <laughs> a expressive <laughs> yeah. way. He got fined 25k. Kyrie got fined 50k for just giving birds to a for fan. Each bird. Yeah, each each one. So look, I don't think there is any public outcry over this. It feels like a mistake, an accident. I accidentally walked in your way. I accidentally wasn't paying attention and reacted. It was an accident. I don't think there's going to be a, a, a fervor to get Devontae Adams suspended. One game, 100K, it should not be, be done. I, I agree with that no, because no it, there was no malicious intent. Not condoning any of it. But here's, here's where I say it should be a fine. And because when a fan does something to a player, Regardless of the sport, they typically will reach out and try to either ban that fan from coming and participating yeah. any right. longer or some manner, mm -hmm. right? For a player, if Devontae Adams went after this guy, completely different oh, issues. Right, oh, right. Of course. He didn't go after well, anybody. He walked. It's clear frustration, not condoning it, and it's still in... Wait, uh, uh, what Aaron Donald did was worse. Inexcusable. At that practice. Yeah, but, yes, that, but for some reason, the NFL evidently is, like, not allowed to discipline the Rams guys for what they do at practice. It's in right. the CBA. That's a weird thing. They, like, the NFL at least told us their hands were tied. Like, they're not allowed to yeah. discipline you for things that in practice. But hold on. I Again, I it now sounds like I am out to get Devontae Adams. No. I no. am not. And I and if it were up to me, it doesn't. He, okay, good. 
But I do not think it is fair to say it was an accident. It was not an accident. Devontae Adams was walking off the field. A guy got in his way. He was angry about right. the fact I, that Hunter Renfro had just run into I'm not at all reaction. saying it was an accident. It was a heat of the moment reaction. It was a heat of the moment reaction that he instantly yeah. regretted. This, here's one, just to clarify on that. This video makes it look like Devontae Adams no, he walking wasn't towards the guy. guy. He, he wasn't like this guy and he had mad. his head down yes. and he kind of reacted. Correct. That's what I mean. I, I, the, but it was not a guy running, trying to make a catch and then runs into the boom mic guy. That's an accident. And this you is, know what I mean? This is, right, right, it, right. This is where the history of who Devontae Adams should is matter. should matter. 100%. It should definitely matter. Because we've never seen anything right. like this come from him. He, un- he stopped. Like, he wasn't asked about this in the locker room post game. He stopped them after right. the first question and said, before I move on and answer any other questions, let me address this. And then he sent it. We got a text from his agent about the Taco Bell endorsement. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he sent a pretty naive tweet saying, like that. whoever that is, I hope you see this. Like, oh, he's going to see this. <laughs> he's going to be very aware of your social media, of your bank account, of all of it. Right, right, right. Do you think he's going to be suspended, though? It's just, it's a possibility. I think I think it's a possibility. Ah, oh, come oh, on, no, don't. My Raiders, my Super Bowl chances looking rough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Christian McCaffrey, Buffalo bound. Oh, How about no, just making the playoffs? Not. Too cold. So stay in Carolina. It's lovely. I have two Raiders. Super Bowl picks ever not made the playoffs. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well said. Well said. Uh, <laughs> McCaffrey on the move. They got conflicting reports. Ooh. The Bills might be targeting the dual threat as Carolina may look Ooh. to rebuild. Nick, you've got you better hope this doesn't happen you before sure Sunday, hope. 425. Woo! Oh, McCaffrey you was there. Hope Bro, you watch out. Bro, you want to go first since this is your favorite team? You grew up I know you grew up like two hours from Buffalo, you grew up two hours from every city yes. in America. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Syracuse, yes, See, not far from go. Buffalo. You picked him to win the Super Bowl, Nick, picked him to go 20 and 0. They're already no, they're already winning the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. They're winning AFC. But if they get Christian McCaffrey, that, look, their defense is awesome. Mm-hmm. Their passing game is awesome. Their pass defense, their rush defense is very good. The only thing that's not awesome, and it ain't terrible, but not awesome, is the run game. Now you get Christian McCaffrey, who's also a great receiver. I, I feel bad for Nick. I don't, it shouldn't You're happen because I feel too, bad for Nick. And me too, the Patriots too. Don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Patriots would be in trouble. I'd feel bad Jeez. for Nick. I so, really would. It, it wouldn't be so good for the show because then he'd have to he'd so have to say, you know what? You think the they Bills should do it? Going. Absolutely. Well, you think they should do it? Yeah, of course. I think, and, and welcome Greg Jennings. Who to the wouldn't show, do it? Greg, <laughs> do you think? I'll, I'll go last year. Greg, <laughs> your thoughts? No. There's what? They shouldn't no, go get Christian McCaffrey? You know what? No. I, I want to see if Greg – it's good to have another football guy out okay. there. Okay. Right? Oh, right. Let's just see are what we, the notes are we not, Like, when you have a roster that you have, and you are – I mean, we've already been talking – I, I don't have to say we. I've already been talking about this team winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Already, with what they currently have configured as their roster. Mm-hmm. You would be, you would be giving up – 
you would be giving up picks and possibly something else mm-hmm. to for a guy who's been injury prone. I understand what you could potentially get out of him, but look at the Rams. Look at what it's costing the Rams right now for going out and getting inquiring all these guys, and then they're gone because they're on these one-year deals. And they did win the Super. Bowl. They won the Super. Right. That's but, not but what the Bills is after. They got them winning the Super Bowl this year anyway. That's why this is such it's, an interesting it's question. Exactly. They're, they're already winning the Super Bowl. They're, they're, they're almost the, the favorites. A little bit of respect, though. I don't think so. No, no Devin they're said they're going to win the Super Bowl. Singletary has been – he's been good enough. Their leading rusher's the quarterback. No, it's, it's not – for me, it's not even about running the ball. That's not what you highlight when you think about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's not what you highlight. But he's a good running back. No, but he, he, he actually is, is a good runner with He the is ball. a good running back. But when you highlight, when you think about Christian McCaffrey, you immediately start talking about what he does just simply with the ball in his hands catching the ball. Can I say something to someone that's not picking the Bills win the Super Bowl? Sure. And does not want the Bills to succeed and finds the Bills fans really – they're not quite Celtics fans, but they're up there. I hope they do it. Oh, stop it. Exactly. (laughs) Why? Okay, let me explain. Let me explain everything. First of all – uh, more AFC teams putting stuff on the credit card to try to beat the big bad Chiefs this year. So we've seen the Broncos do that. How's that working out? It's <laughs> all the Raiders do that. Gee, it's a great tweet yesterday. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill for a bunch of picks. Hey. The Raiders traded a bunch of picks for Devontae Adams. The Chiefs 4-1. and one, Raiders are 1-4. and four. The Buffalo, which already next year is in a brutal cap situation because all because Von Miller's hit goes way up, mm-hmm. Diggs's hit goes up, Josh Allen's cap hit goes up by like twenty five million. Yeah, at thir- a thirteen million dollar running back. That's the new wave of the future, by the way. Expensive running backs. By yeah. the way, um, you just drafted a running back in round two. Yes. You already used a premium pick yep. on a running back. Let's stunt his development. I like that idea a lot. And can I be totally honest? Yeah. You know when I'm afraid. When the Bills are playing, when the ball's in Josh Allen's hands. You know when I'm happy? When they hand it off. Don't care who they hand it off to. I, if you're rooting against Christian the Bills, McCaffrey? it does not matter. It, there, is no, there is no running back in the league that scares a defense more than a Josh Allen drop back. Yeah, there is, yeah so, but they're going to run on occasion. Yeah, okay. And so then maybe use your cheap, cost-controlled round. I'm telling you, do it, Buffalo. No price too high. Yeah, I, Go get I'm him. I'm with you because if they him. got him this year, if they got him, do they have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl I, with or without Honest him? to God, I think it's the same. I think, I think their offense right now is operating at about peak capacity. Yes, and you, you implement Christian McCaffrey and you start to change you start those. To change you start to things. How much better like you said, their you, offense is going to get? He's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield more than he's going to be running. Okay, so that's fine. That means they're not throwing 80-yard passes exactly. to Game Davis. I'm fine with it. I hope they do it. Listen, I think Buffalo. this is psycho. This is yeah. the, the, the Nick bonkers. is trying to do some you know what? psychological warfare. We have. He really don't want. He really. The, the, you'll the, take the, him, you actually need them. The Bills do not need Christian McCaffrey. Can I just push back before? Yeah, the, we move the Bucks on? are the team that should be right. The Bucks added, but the Bucks added pieces, won the Super Bowl. We saw the Rams right. add OBJ and win the, the Super Bowl. Like midseason, big but name. But neither additions. one of those teams at the time were anything close to Super Bowl favorites. You, the, the reason that I, I, I think Greg's point resonates is. And I thought Brew might say the same. That's why I wanted Brew to go first. Is you already think they're winning the Super Bowl? Yes. The, the Rams were not good enough to win the Super Bowl without Von Miller and Odell. The the Bucks were seven and five team that then added pieces or as was adding 
pieces and went on to win the Super Bowl. I think the they're Bills. winning the Super Bowl, but it's not. I am giving the Chiefs respect. Okay. It's not like a done deal, like it's over. Okay. All right, hold on. They gonna, can get better. We're going to end this block and with a story that's not even a story. This, this it pains me to read. I love this so much. While the baby goat <laughs> mends his upper hoof. Wow. <laughs> Bailey Zappi has won two games. One real game, one moral victory. Is there a QB controversy? Not if you ask the GOAT coach. Take a listen. Yeah, I'm not going to get into a lot of hypotheticals on, you know, all different things that might or might not happen and all that. That's just, to me, a waste of time. But, you know, I'm not going to sit around here and dream up, you know, scenarios. And we'll take things as they come and go from there. Yeah, that's right. Day by day. No controversy. Nick, do what? you want to push back on the greatest football mind of all time no, since you guys, no, you guys no, no, are football just, guys? Listen, I'll, I'll to be fair, talking about. I, uh, I didn't listen to that whole interview. I don't listen to – I listen to a lot of local sports talk radio, but I try to avoid ear infection, so Boston sports talk radio I stay away from for the most part. <laughs> Shout out, though, to the Greg Hill Show. I've been a guest on a few times. Um, you know what I didn't hear, though? What? Uh, Mac Jones, our quarterback. Mac, no, no, no. Mac Jones is our quarterback, guys. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't know when he's going to be back, but Mac Jones is our quarterback. And you know why I didn't say that? Because he doesn't fuel any fire no. like Jerry well, Jones. That, that could have put it out. That wouldn't be fuel. That would be the opposite of that. Be like, I don't know. The what fire do you do? fire. It'd be the fire extinguisher. Yeah, you just why did he extinguish it? Stop it. But you know why he didn't? There's no fire. Wild. They asked. They asked. Radio about proving a point. Um. Oh, but also because he likes the cut of Bailey Zappi's jib, and you know who also does? This guy. Bailey Zappi, NCAA record holder, all time for yards. In a season. Undefeated All time national champion. For Mac touchdowns. Jones. Ah, that's old news, buddy. And I'm telling you right now, Bailey Zappi, in both of his games this year, has played better than Mac Jones has played ever since Belichick wow. emasculated him in the I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I've never rooted for the Patriots. As long as Zappi's their starter. I like him. I bought you a Cam Newton jersey. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't matter. I like Zappy. I think Zappy absolutely has a chance to be better. You than just Mac dislike Mac. What, well, Brew? Do you not think there's a chance Zappy ends up being a better quarterback? Than Mac well, don't, don't let answer. me let me just say this. I love Wiles the way Belichick handled this. Yeah, he's brilliant. I thought well, but he didn't put out the fire. I just oh. Belichick more than any of us knows that anything's possible. Who in the world would have thought what twenty years ago? That Tom Brady, a six-round draft pick, unseats oh, one tape the one, first $100 million yeah, man in the history it, yeah. of the league, Drew Bledsoe. So I don't think he's counting on Zappy becoming the starter, but he's just saying, you know, you know we'll see. Nothing. We play it day by day. Mac Jones hasn't done enough Mac to Jones erase like, the possibility Greg, I'm gonna of somebody give you a taking the spot. going to shake the earth it to, to its mantle. Although the mantle's on the top, so I don't think it's going to be core that. is what you're core, looking for, really, everybody. but also the mantle. Geology, not your strong suit. It's not, to be honest with you. Good, good insult. <laughs> <laughs> Whose strong suit is it? He tore that all through. Sorry, okay, here's my take. Here's my take, Greg. You know who's doing a great job? Bailey Zappi. You know who else is doing a great job? Nobody wants to give this poor guy any credit just because he likes to wear a pencil behind his ear and mark up on uh, something that doesn't work with pencil. Matt Patricia? Yeah, Matt Patricia. We made up a Matt Patricia full screen that the producers didn't even want me to put in the show yesterday. Look at this. 
Oh my goodness. Ever since he got rid of Matt. Matt Patricia is it's back. True. Greg, is there a chance that the narrative that Matt Patricia doesn't know what he's doing has turned around? Now that we've got Bailey Zappi just playing nice and conservative and easy, Mac Jones is trying to do a little too much maybe. But Matt, but Matt Patricia is doing a good job. Do you buy that? No. Okay. I'm not, I'm not buying <laughs> that because players win, games until, <laughs> players win games until coaches mm-hmm. do things that allows them to lose it. But like for me, I, I want to touch on this <laughs> Bailey Zappi situation. Yeah, okay. Yes, please. And Bill Belichick. Yeah. This actually is like one of those ingredients that he loves. A guy coming in and proving that. I can make anything work. Yeah. I can use any man on my roster, any guy on my roster. No guy is bigger than the team. And with Mac Jones saying he's going to be out a little bit longer than what the team released, eh, maybe maybe that rubbed Bill Belichick the wrong way. And he's like, you know what? Let's go, Bailey. Also, it Mm. should be noted that a team that is not exactly, you know, rich in great players used a fourth-round pick on this guy. This is not an undrafted free agent. This is not a, even a late sixth rounder like yeah. Brady was. This is a guy they used a first round pick on Mac Jones. They watched him all year. This year's draft rolled around, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to use a semi valuable pick on a quarterback." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would argue the offense has looked the best it has looked all year yeah, under Zappy. Simple, dink and dunk, play good defense, run the ball. Right. You know what people have been calling him? What? Baby Jimmy G. Oh. <laughs> Hey, I come, like that. I baby like Jimmy that. G. Oh, we should get a graphic. Dusty, pick up a graphic. Let's go. Hey, coming up after the break, we're discussing Jordan Poole and Draymond. Oh, it doesn't get any better. No. It gets worse, right. actually. Oh, my God. A swirling mix of reports and rumors regarding Draymond and Jordan Poole. Here's what we know. Jordan Poole played great in his first game after the punch, and Draymond's taking time away from the team. Rumors that this was rooted in contract disputes or, like, you know, what's going to happen in the offseason. And that Jordan Poole hasn't spoken to Draymond. That's kind of out there. Brew, do you expect this drama to spill over into the season? Well, look, if it's true that Jordan Poole has not forgiven Draymond and and this is going to fester, then, yeah, it could. I think ultimately it won't derail them, and I got to give Jordan Poole credit because what we've seen of him, just whether it's shooting jump shots on the court in practice or what he's done in these exhibition games since the punch, he looks like this has not impacted his playing ability. And that's good because a lot of guys, this might be in your head, you're worried about what people are saying, Mm -hmm. and it impacts your game. So I'll give him credit. i also say this about Draymond. I liked his apology. I got to admit, I thought the apology – was good, was sincere, was strong. He talked about embarrassing Jordan, yeah. embarrassing Jordan's family, yeah. the whole nine yards. And I, I understand how it's tough for Jordan Poole to forgive him. But I think Jordan Poole has to understand the best thing for him internally, for the team, is for him to forgive Draymond, even if he comes out publicly. Like, he's, he'll be asked about it. So, if he says something, if he's asked about it, I think he's got to forgive. He's got to. If, the, if he wants the team to be successful, mm-hmm. he's got to forgive and move on. Or you on. could ask him to trade him. 
about. Nah, that wouldn't sit well. I don't think that sit well with the vets unless well, Steph maybe. and Clay want you to want unless, him to be traded. So, so here's the thing about you Draymond's don't want to apology. disrupt that. So here's the thing about Draymond's apology. I do think it was an excellent apology, and I do think he was incredibly sincere. Mm-hmm. And I also do think that it will have no impact on his ability to prevent something like this again, and that's the problem. So Draymond, watching Draymond's apology, what it reminded me of, and Brew, maybe you had this experience with your twin girls, maybe not, but I think a lot of parents that have parented uh, kids through their teenage years, it felt like one of those conversations where the kid is adamant how sorry they are. And they, are, they, they feel badly they've disappointed you. And they know they've made a mistake. And then six weeks later, they're faced with the exact same set of circumstances. And they make the exact same set of choices. Because their kids and their brains aren't fully developed. And they just can't help themselves. The problem is Draymond's not a teenager. He's a 32-year-old right, man. But he clearly can't help himself. Draymond, we have, we have about once a year over the last six years, we have an incident. That is unique to Draymond. Now, sometimes they come in clusters, and then he goes a long time without them. But we have seen him almost fight his coach. We have seen him get suspended in the NBA Finals because of, in a span of six weeks, three instances on the court. Body set slamming Michael Beasley, kicking Steven Adams, and punching at LeBron. We then saw him slap the kid at Michigan State which nobody seems to remember but me, but that is still not the act of an adult. Go to a college bar and slap a college student because you got mad at him. The incident with, with Kevin Durant, uh, and now this. And so, and I feel like there was one this other. This is oh, by far, oh, by the, far worst, the worst. By far the worst, of course. Oh, and, and uh, the thing in, during the playoffs against the Grizzlies, when he ended up getting kicked out and then was like taunting the crowd and we were talking about the flagrant foul stuff, he, he can't help himself. And I think the Warriors, when you saw the Kerr quotes, Wilds, that he gave to, I think it was Tim Kawakami, when he just seemed resigned and to the fact that, yeah, we're, we're here again. We're dealing with this again. I think they believe Draymond that he's sincere. I think they believe him that he feels bad. Do you think they trust him that something like this won't happen again? Not to punch. You, I don't think no, he's going to no, punch no, a no. team. But, he's no, going but, to be volatile in terms to, of his what he says. You don't have to. But this doesn't have to you don't happen have to, again. To you know, slug a teammate for your inability to control your emotions to be a disaster for your team. Yeah. It's it's happened so many times, and so that's why I think it's a real issue that absolutely could affect the season. So I'm worried about the very foundation of the Warriors' culture being fractured. Steve Kerr was always out there saying, "I know what we do: play with joy." Well, that's going to be tough. The other thing is that one of your main leaders of your team, your most vocal leader, now has lost a position of authority because he's on video punching a guy. Here's the other thing that I think is very odd. I'm going to run through names, um, guys on the Warriors for you, bro. Tell me if you think they're going to have a better year, the same year, or a worse year. Ready? Jordan Poole. Better. Wiseman. Better. Clay. Better. Kaminga. Better. Moses Moody. Better. Okay. Are the Warriors going to be better? You Probably not. All those guys are going to be better, but there's something on the foundation that's well, broken. No, the, the reason I pause because to be better, they have to win the championship again. I mean, they might be a better team in the regular season. Got six They've guys who are going to be much the better. The Clippers are going to be better. 
So it's going. Are they going to be? They might be better, but still lose to the Clippers or the Bucks. Clippers, you got Troy. Right. Clippers, <laughs> Clippers, oh, awesome. Oh, sorry about that. You know what, guys? Ever heard of John Wall? What about the Nets? Ever heard of Kawhi Leonard? Oh, the Nets will be better. Yeah, the Nets will be better. Look at Paul George. The Nets will be better. Yeah, I'm tripping. No, story about the. Have you seen the John Wall highlights in the preseason? He can't help himself. You know, he just man, like a moth to a flame. Y'all act like I'm talking. Talking about the the the, 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 the Clippers Sirens. The Kings. Come on. <laughs> They're gonna be tough. Okay. I'm with the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda, they know. They kinda. know. <laughs> they watch the show every day. <laughs> Why are the Chiefs the underdogs? We discuss next. <laughs> You know, Broussard, 99.9% of the time on this show, when Vegas has a line and we have a, a, a take, Nick will come on and say, well, that's, why does Vegas disagree with you? You know who that's agrees? Point. Vegas Great agrees point. with me. But the rare time that Nick disagrees with Vegas, we got to make a whole segment of it. So here we go. Kansas City opening up as a three-point underdog. Oh, you disagree with Who said I just? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump. I don't know. You'll you say it in about. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, You'll say I, it in about. Why don't you look pretty and tell jokes? <laughs> leave my opinions to me. I'm sorry. Good point. Yeah. Nick, Kansas City opening up as underdogs at home is what? The most insulting thing to happen okay. this season. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't think dogs at it is insulting. It's it insulting. Yeah. It's not surprising because we, we we have been talking about how Vegas is treating the Bills like the 07 Pats. I said that at the very beginning of the year when they were favored in Los Angeles against the, the defending Super Bowl champs. Now, the Rams, it turns out, are a very flawed team, but I don't think many people knew that going into week one, and True. the Bills were favored there. The Bills are going to be favored in every single game they play as they have earned by doing precisely nothing, but they've earned it somehow. I don't quite get it. I don't understand. It's because the Chiefs are so much worse than they were, except the Chiefs are way better than they were last year, and the Chiefs beat them in the playoffs last year. It's all very confusing to me. But here's what I do know. While wildly insulting, uh, can we show the, the Mahomes as an underdog? Because it doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, oh, boy, there's money to be made. 7-0-1 against the spread. 6-2 Six and Six two and straight two? up. A 116 passer rating, 28 touchdowns, 8 picks. And keep in mind, that means that is against the best teams he has played in his career. And all of those games have been on the road. Seems pretty good. So now he's finally a home underdog, Drew. If they lose this game, then he have another first of his career. Maybe he'll finally have to play a playoff game on the road, which he's never had to do except for the Super Bowl, which was wildly unfair. So we need to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's wildly insulting is the answer. Yeah, I agree. It is insulting. I, I I mean it's it's very insulting. Well, like look, but it's right, Nick. It's right. Buffalo's what offense? They have the better coach. No. Do they have the better quarterback? No. But do they have the close. better offense? They got the better receiver. Do they have the better offense? Do they score more points? I think they got the better offense. They just don't. They just I think choose they not to score better. points. It's like they're both at the top. They're yeah. one, two in points per yeah. game. Well, I'd rather be All one right. than two. And you, so the <laughs> offense is a wash. Is it? Yes, the offense is a wash. And the defense is much better. Uh, that I agree with. All right, so that's why they're going to be the favorite. And that's why they're going to win. Go ahead, Wallace. So my question for you, if Buffalo is able to win this game. Yeah, it don't mean nothing. Okay. They beat them by be Are you going to be just in a tailspin sure. all next no. week? Because I'll, I'll prepare They beat them by something. 18 in week five or six last year. It meant nothing. 
Then they blew games they shouldn't have blown like the Bills do. They couldn't even get the one seed because they're the Bills. And they had to come to Arrowhead and lose in such devastating fashion the NFL changed the rules. So here's the deal. I'm going to let everybody know I'm very excited for this game. Yeah, I know. But I want Bills Mafia to know something. Don't go after Bills Mafia. They're so no, they donate you money to know charity. Let them enjoy Bill's the Mafia victory. Got my personal oh, cell number story. and has been like, calling me all week. <laughs> story. I don't really know how they got it. I changed my number years ago to avoid this. They got my personal cell number. So Bills Mafia, everyone except for Buffalo Brent Hanks from Poker Go, it's all personal. But I want to tell you something, my friend. Ah. If you guys lose, it's devastating because it's once again proof you can't beat the Chiefs. If you win, it means nothing. Because <laughs> you beat them in the regular season last year, and then you still went home crying. So that's the, I just want everybody to understand It would be devastating. It will be devastating if they lose. And if they win, do you think the Chiefs are shook? Do you think the Chiefs are going to be like, oh, we can't beat them where it matters? No, of course not. So listen, hey, Bills, uh, you got a lot to lose and nothing to gain. Devastating is a, fun a tad strong. But it'll, be, it'll mean more. You're right. I agree. A loss to them will hurt more than a loss to Josh Allen was crying on Tua's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Listen, it's tough go. when you win so often. All I give those you Super Bowls. That. Oh wait, never won eight. <laughs> you guys won eight. Relax. Hey, you relax. Hey, you guys are some.